Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks game is over. And now it's time for the longest running Pro Hoops post game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just like the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes after him. And it just, it's really positive to see that. That be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmid, on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks get their 45th win of the 2019-2020 season in Orlando, and they sweep the season series against the Orlando Magic. In an earlier Saturday night affair today. Welcome on in. Pick and save probes post game show. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Appreciate you being here. Mitch Ross is here as well. You can join us at 414-799-1250. If you would like, you can tweet us at 105.7 FM. The fan. I'm at Bill Schmidt Radio as well. 112.95 Giannis with a good night. And there's no way you're not going to say it's a good night. 19-18. But shooting the ball just maybe wasn't. The cleanest day you've seen from the reigning MVP, but everybody being able to pick it up around him as all five starters in double figures tonight for Mike Budenholzer's club. Starts out early was with Wesley Matthews from downtown, hitting three threes in the thir- first quarter. Bucks getting out to an early six-point lead after one period and extending that into the second quarter with a big second quarter, which they outscored Orlando by 11 and took a 17-point lead into the break. Towards the end of the third quarter, though, the final five or so minutes, Orlando closes that on a 16-2 run, a lead that once was a 27-point Bucks lead, was down to single digits there early on in the fourth quarter, but the Bucks able to pull away, cover the game, win the game, 112-95, and we're covering it with you here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post-game show inside the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios. A couple of conversations want to get into tonight. Bucks make a move today, a move a couple of days after the NBA trade deadline, something that I had predicted would happen, and that would be the way that the Bucks would try to improve their club, but just how much do you believe the addition or the at least uh, reported addition that the Milwaukee Bucks will make of Marvin Williams. How much will that make to the club here into the postseason run with just 30 games to go looking for incremental improvements? You're looking for small opportunities to break into that, what, nine-man rotation that you'll see once playoff basketball comes into play? Marvin Williams second overall pick the year the Milwaukee Bucks held the number one overall pick remember that 33 year old 
uh, four coming in here to play was drafted right behind Andrew Bogut. Came in, worked for Larry, Har- worked out for Larry Harris and the Milwaukee Bucks brass. And instead, you look here now, fifteen year or thirteen years, and three different teams later for Marvin Williams. He is reportedly on his way to the Milwaukee Bucks after being bought out by the Charlotte Hornets uh, earlier this week. The interesting part about the acquisition and why I thought the buyout market would be the easiest way for the Bucks to improve their team if they truly believe they needed to was because it's so much easier to just go spend, right? Everybody wants and, and the theoretical opportunity to improve your team from within or just from the outside Best way to do that is without having to subtract from your club. And the Bucs are able to do that with this move. They don't lose anybody off their current roster that's had such great chemistry, such good cohesiveness, and everybody has talked about uh, a lot with this club, loving the camaraderie that the team has, wanting more of the team to be together, and, and not wanting to try to disrupt the chemistry that you have with the group in not having to go out and take away from a player that's on your team, Dragon Bender going back and forth from the G League, he will be uh, reportedly the guy out off of the 15-man roster for the Bucks with the move. That'll be the corresponding roster move. That's a, a piece that has played a few different sparing minutes for the team now. Then you go and add with somebody that's been around the block, has not been able to taste championship glory, very similar to the rest of this team. It's a very veteran-laden group around the young superstar, around the younger two-time now all-star Eric or Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe later on into his career. Same with the Lopez twins and Wesley Matthews, Kyle Korver, 17 years in the league, George Hill, double-digit years into the NBA. You are with a group that is very, very experienced, but not a whole lot, and actually none, with championship rings. So while they have the pedigree of vets that have been around the game, been in postseason playoff games, been in those clutch moments, none of them have been able to taste that glory for themselves. Now you still have that opportunity, and you bring in another guy fighting for the same common goal that you would believe will be a, a good mesh into the locker room. All the reports out of Charlotte with Marvin Williams have been super positive that I've been able to read. Going into this season with the club, been there a few different years and never was really a, a bench player at all. Never really in his career has he come off the bench. This year, they went up to him and said, Marvin, you know what this team's about. You know what this organization's doing. Taking a step back. You're in your 15th year in the league. We're going to be going younger. We're almost 20 games under 500. We have to try to develop the youth of the roster. Said, all right. I see the Terry Rozier signing you guys made. Miles Bridges coming into the league. I know you guys want them to play. For over 80% of the games that this guy's played in his career, he's been a starter, relegated to the bench. He'll fit into the role, he'll fit into his lineup, and he'll be able to add a little bit more depth to the front court for the Milwaukee Bucks. Interesting to see maybe where the minutes will come from for Marvin Williams. Probably Urson. I don't see a whole lot of it being 
the minutes that Robin Lopez gets, the the 10 or so minutes that Rolo's taken a night. Mike Boonholzer seemed pretty adamant earlier on in the year, especially in the offseason as the acquisition was made of Robin Lopez, that he wanted the true backup center. And, and to take that away right now, I don't necessarily see happening at this exact moment, but we'll see how it all shakes out here for the last 30 or so games, the last 30 games for the Bucks in the regular season and then on to the postseason. But last year you made a big splash move at the deadline, and everybody in the Eastern Conference did because it was so so wide open at that point. While the Bucks were the league's best record-wise, they hadn't earned that belief around the league, around the association, especially around the conference. And with no LeBron James, everybody felt like this was going to be their best opportunity to seize the moment, seize the prize. Toronto goes and flips their rotation around, flips their entire front court around, goes and gets Marcus All. Bucks go and get Nikola Miritich, shake up their bench and future assets with the second round picks and send him on his way. And, and that obviously did not work since Miritich wasn't able to make a shot into the postseason as really the rest of the team went ice cold there in the Eastern Conference Finals. We all know how that goes down. But the rest of the league, Tobias Harris goes to Philadelphia last year. 76ers believe that was going to be the move that put them over the top with Jimmy Butler. So last year, there were all these teams jockeying for position, and the Bucks were one of them. This year, they weren't. This year, everybody was jockeying for position to take on the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Different position, different situation that you're in this time around. But I think the Bucks took advantage the best way they could. Not subtracting to the group, but being able to add a piece that everybody around this league knows Marvin Williams and I think knows and respects what you are going to get out of the former number two overall pick. 414-799-1250. Bucks didn't need their newest acquisition tonight. We'll see how many times they do truly need Marvin Williams in his career 37% three-point shooting ability, but a 112-95 win. Bucks have now sweeped the season series for zip against the Orlando Magic and done so with relative ease. Won the first game by over 30 11 in contest number two, a nine-point battle back at Pfizer Forum a couple of months ago when Giannis did not play, and then today, Bucks take him out by 17 in the backyard of Disney World, and one of the biggest Disney fanatics on the team has a night to remember, but will Brooke Lopez be our MVB when we pick that later on in the show? Not too sure. Chris Middleton's going to make that uh, case as well for him. Hear about his triple-double next as well as here from Robin or Brooke Lopez on the Big and Safe Pro Hoops post game show. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Appreciate you joining us. It's a Saturday night. You can come on with us at 414 799 1250. Talk Marvin Williams addition to the Milwaukee Bucks. 30 games to go. Bucks 45 and 7 continue on. Now four in a row. 13 of their last 14 games in the W column. We're back after this on the fan. Giannis tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. 
back to magic in the magic kingdom highlight courtesy of fox sports wisconsin jim paschke and marcus johnson on the call that's brooke lopez one of his five triples from downtown knocked down by splash mountain just in the shadows of one of his favorite places in the world disney world just a magic most magical place on earth right well, it was magical for brooke lopez tonight five for five from downtown was brooke lopez today in a year that brooke has had that i mean he's had a lot of struggles especially from deep earlier on in the year and and it's been well documented he's shooting under 30 percent under 28 percent uh to, to to be exact right now in the year or on the year from three and, and there have been a lot of opportunities that brooke has had that just have simply come up short and you you've seen the clear misses and and just not being able to capitalize as much on a season that he had last year great time into a contract year brooke lopez shooting over 35 percent from deep 36 and a half last year earned himself the big money contract couldn't have expected i don't know that type of production from downtown the guy hit almost 200 threes last year but to extend through into that buy-in from brook and and his ability to knock down deep shots for you the rest of the season don't know if you could have asked uh for much more from brook lopez especially when you factor in what he has done on the defensive side of the ball being the best shot blocker in the eastern conference so far this year and he had himself a big night tonight Five of five from deep, nine of 13 from the floor for 23 to lead all scores for the Milwaukee Bucks and lead all scores in the game here tonight. As we take a quick look at the box score for the Bucks, all five starters in double figures tonight. Wesley Matthews started out quickly, four of five from downtown in the first half, finished four of 10 from the floor, though, with 12 points, all four of those makes from long range three of eight from downtown chris middleton eight of 15 from the floor finished with 21 but 13 rebounds all on the defensive side for chris middleton tonight that a new season high 21 13 and six go along with two steals for the two-time now all-star number 22 chris cash money middleton Giannis atetacumbo 34 minutes to match the 34 on his back Six of 17 from the floor. The volume just wasn't necessarily there. And into the second half, you saw Giannis deferring a lot, trying to get those assist numbers up. Had seven assist or six assists at the break. Finished with just nine as he was really trying to facilitate there into the third quarter. Part of the reason why the Bucs were able to uh, allow Orlando to get back into the game here tonight with the final five and a half minutes of the third quarter. Orlando goes on a 16 to two run. Kind of closed the gap between the Bucs and Orlando brought it back within single digits. Milwaukee led this game by as many as 27 there into the second quarter. 414-799-1250. What type of addition do you believe Marvin Williams will be to the club, and what kind of role can you expect to see from the 35 or the 15-year NBA vet, former number two overall pick? Tough to decipher what you're going to see in, in the minutes that you carve out for a guy like Marvin Williams but from an overall fit standpoint I don't know if it's really that bad of an acquisition and for me personally it's the best time to make acquisitions because I did not want to subtract from the group you take a guy that played 
three times as many games in the G League than he did in the NBA this year. That off your roster for a guy that's played 15 years in the league. I think it's a pretty even trade. Let's take a drive of the game before we hit the phone lines. Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the Wrench and Go Drive of the Game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Let's show. is able to get through Michael Carter Williams and his foul to score it'll be an and one that from Eric Bledsoe he has thir- or 18 on the night 7 of 16 from the floor man I'm telling you Eric Bledsoe I still don't know if that dude has met a shot from about 24 25 feet that he doesn't like oh five from downtown but Bledsoe being able to penetrate the lane also play some strong defense and assist with eight dimes on the night Bucks part of a 17-point win, 112-95 here today. 414-799-1250. Let's go to the south side, talk to Joel on a Saturday night. Joel, good hearing from you, man. How do you see uh, Marvin Williams fitting in for this team now? What's up, Billy? Um, I mean, I think it's it's a good addition, and I'm with you in that, you know, it's nice they didn't have to subtract um, except for Bender, but, you know, he was never going to be on the floor. So, for Williams, you know, I don't know how much he'll see the floor. It might just be if there's an injury or foul trouble, but – He's still got enough left in the tank, and if he gets on the floor, you know he can contribute. He can shoot threes. He can play defense. So you might need that in a series or two um, just to give you 10, 12 minutes. So I like it. Um, you are talking about Bledsoe, and, you know, the fact that they kept him, I'm good with it. I would have liked to see them try to move him just because I've seen this the last two years where he's disappeared. And so if he just does what he does in the regular season in the playoffs, I'm good with that. I don't need him to be better. Just do what you do. Don't disappear. But – there was a stretch in today's game, which was the epitome of Bledsoe. And it was that he got the and one on Carter, which was, that was great. Mm-hmm. And then he had that outstretched arm to get the outlet pass, went opposite side, going full speed for the layup. That was great. But then next time down on defense, he kind of, I don't know if he was thinking about those things or what, loses his guy in the corner who hits a three and right after that, Bud called a timeout. And so I think that's just what Bledsoe has been his career, an unbelievable talent, especially at his size. But he's bounced around because I feel like, you can never trust him. And so that's just been my issue with him. Um, I hope he proves me wrong. But, um, yeah, I mean, nice addition for Williams, and we'll see what he can do. Appreciate it, Joel. And and with Eric Bledsoe, Mitch Ross and I were talking before the show uh, about Eric Bledsoe and and really are encapsulating, Mitch, the, the the entire trade deadline, figuring out the opportunities the Bucks maybe could have had that they didn't take to add to the group. And with Bledsoe, I thought it was interesting because you just did not know – ever what was going to be out there that was clear and obviously better than an Eric Bledsoe fit for the club. But you brought up a really, really good point of maybe if they do see a opportunity to move on from Bledsoe with that contract, it might be better off in the offseason that they do that. Yeah, I mean, the, the way the Bucks sort of what they had to offer for a trade package, I think at the deadline, I think their absolute best offer would have been Dante DiVincenzo and that Indianapolis or Indiana first round pick. And that really, I mean, it just really wasn't there. And, and that's an overpay for Bogdanovich, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, maybe, maybe use that package in the offseason, throw in a Bledsoe, and maybe that gets you to Drew Holiday in the offseason when, you know, Holiday is maybe a little less valuable, given he has less time on his contract. I think he has probably two years sure. after this year. So, I mean, 
you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but obviously that's uh, maybe something that they can consider. Well, we'll have to see how Bledsoe performs. And, and that's the thing, too. It gives you one more opportunity to try to prove it in the postseason where, yes, he, he's struggled mightily, and, and there's also been disappearance from other guys into the postseason, especially into that Eastern Conference Finals. When I was talking about Miritich in the acquisition last year, and that guy just gets railroaded for how he played in the postseason. And I, I agree, he was not good. But in that Eastern Conference Finals for the Final Four game, everybody went ice cold. There was a game in there, Chris Middleton had, what, nine points at one point? Everybody was was down during that Final Four game stretch. I hate to put all of it on that, but you still see what happened in that Boston series two years ago, and it still just rings in your head, in your memory, all the time when you think of Eric Bledsoe. Just, yeah, you can't really single him out, I guess. But, right. you know, there he definitely is a factor. When, you, when you're starting point guard... You're getting nothing from him. I mean, nothing in in anything close to a clutch situation. It's a problem. And also, too, defensively, what Bledsoe's been able to do this year and well, his and entire career has been part huge, of the issue. That's the huge thing with Bledsoe is you're losing so much defensively if you do move on from right. him. Now, Drew Holiday is second-team All-NBA defense, so you're not losing a whole lot there, which is why he's so intriguing to me. That, Bledsoe is just – I think he's tremendous perimeter def- – I mean, he's – that's the re- him and Lopez are are a big reason why, and then you have Giannis just being able to float around and block shots. Well, and two with, with the way that Bledsoe can attack on the perimeter and funnel guys to Lopez and Giannis, it also maximizes them in the paint because nobody is really Brooke Lopez. I'm not going to say that he's a world class athlete here or a sprinter, but the dude can move really really well for a seven footer. Understands where the penetration is coming from, and those two defensively against the pick and roll have just been tremendous with him being able to physically go through the top and funnel somebody down to Brook, and one of the reasons why Brook's almost averaging three blocks a night. So to bring it all the way through, the Drew Drew Holiday opportunity, I think, Mitch, you, you hit it right on the head. It's going to be more into the offseason when also New Orleans is not in the middle and in flux of what they have going on in their organization right now. So there's going to be chances and opportunities for the Bucks to add to the group, but right now today, it appears they made their final acquisition for the 2020 season. How do you see Marvin Williams fitting into the group? Jack says, this season, great fit. Hate losing Dragon Bender like he did, like you did with Christian Wood, but I'd rather win a championship this year than have a potential star walk out the door. Dragon Bender, former number four overall pick of Phoenix, and, and still, I think, just 23, 24 years old. Still had a lot of room probably to grow. Uh, this one from Coco says, nice fit. Another capable veteran off the bench. A different look from Urson and many other options. Urson does feel like the guy that might lose a few minutes per night into this. Also, Pat Connaughton, I guess, if you want to multiply and, and look into not just the front court guys that are going to lose minutes to this. But Pat Connaughton, like two weeks ago, wasn't even a factor in Bud's rotations. So sometimes I don't even know what to believe out of Pat Connaughton into the rotation on any given night. Well, the rotations in general are kind of bizarre. You know, I'm, he plays 11 guys a night, it seems like. And there's certain guys like Pat Connaughton, could be Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown's been a big one for it. it where it's just all of a sudden it's the fourth quarter and you're like, oh, yeah. I think of Pat the, Connaughton? <laughs> I think of that Portland game when 
Sterling Brown hadn't played in like what 10 or 11 games and it's the middle of the second quarter and Bud's like all right we need a spark Sterling get in there and then he comes in and he gets 19 to 20 minutes in that game and you just you need to be ready for an opportunity like this that's also what I think a veteran does in the group he knows that he's not always he's not going to come in here and play 20 minutes a night so if you're gonna get 10 to 12 minutes of burn on any given game that you flow in, got to be ready to take advantage of it. You'd be, I'd be interested to see what, and this could be a topic for another show, but I mean, the playoff rotation, at what point, first of all, at what point do you start thinking about sort of going that route and, you know, making... Well, they have to be thinking about it right now. Well, I mean, they're, they're on pace to get a berth by, what, the second game after the All-Star yeah, break? like next week. <laughs> but, I mean, the starters are playing like 32 minutes a game. At some mm-hmm. point, you're going to have to ramp it up a little bit. But then we're going to be sitting here arguing that, well, the Bucks have clinched already. Why are we playing? Right. I think there's going to have to be a couple games where you are going to have to figure out your playoff rotation. There's such a happy medium that has to be met with it. And and Mitch Ross and Bill Schmidt talking pick and save probes post game show here. One thing that I love that it got all over social media with Charles Barkley over uh, on Thursday night on TNT saying this Bucks team is going to have to calm down on playing all these minutes. And at some yeah. <laughs> point, Giannis is going to have to stop playing thir- 42 minutes a night. Guy hasn't played more than, what, 38 in a game? Probably not, yeah. <laughs> it's been incredible what they've been able to do minutes load on these guys. Yeah, I mean, clearly, Barkley is probably not watching. Uh, I don't even know if that is But it's so actually, much fun. I mean, they're funny. I, You know, I get it. But clearly, they're not watching every game. And, did you, and they can't, but... You did know. you see Tuesday night's uh, edition with Adam Lefko I did, and, and Candace that Parker? One I, I didn't really like as much because... See, everyone else has I not think, liked it. I, I'm a big Lefko fan, so that was one of the reasons why I was a fan. I think Ernie, they respect Ernie, and Ernie kind of keeps those guys, you know, on the rails a little bit. It's True. it's still a little bit of a you know off-the-wall type of show, but Shaq is just messing with Candace Parker, you know, winking at her, making faces and stuff when she's trying to talk, <laughs> and it's like, dude, just let her talk. Just let her go. Come on. You and know, D. Wade's just sitting over there like kind of the new kid on yeah, the block. The new guy, like, right. I know I want to talk and I know I got something to say, but I'm and, just and, not sure if I should elbow in. Right. He's he's the new guy trying to sound smart and everything. So <laughs> and Shaq's just goofing off and Chuck does that too. And Kenny Smith is good too, but he his takes are, you know, sometimes interesting as well. Shaq but, just seems like sometimes he is just there for for the party. He reminds me a lot of like Leroy on certain days on the big show. Like we'll come in here and Leroy walks in. Leroy is is back and forth with us during the day, knowing what we're doing, but free flowing. They got leaping into the studio whenever. That guy just is always having fun with it. When you see Shaq, it's like, does this dude know that this is work? And then you see different opportunities that he has. He then gets to go to work for the Eastern Conference Finals game one, and then go work after the game and party at 720. So I mean that's a pretty good gig if I'm if I do say so myself. Bucks win 112-95 and sweep Orlando in the season series. Let's go inside the locker room now as the Bucks get the win in the shadows in the foothills of Splash Mountain. Brooke Lopez's favorite place. He caught up with Zora Stevenson after the game. 23 a game high for Brooke Lopez tonight. Five of five from downtown. We've just been great as a team in general. You know uh we're, we're, uh, we try to be you know, decisive in what we do, but uh, I think we're unselfish enough, trustworthy enough, and smart enough to, to read what the defense is doing and kind of take advantage of that. 
And as a team, you all are doing so well. Sometimes you might forget the small victories. With this win, 4-0 over the Magic this season, a sweep. What does that say about this group's dominance? Uh, you know, I'm just proud of these guys because, uh, you know, the Magic have been great all season. They've been uh, especially tough defensively. They're, they're never out of a game, as you saw tonight. You know, they're always in it. They're always going to keep fighting. And so it's a special thing to sweep them. That's uh, a pretty good team we just swept. And lastly, Disney treat you well per usual? <laughs> it did. And hopefully my teammates and our staff had a good time as well. Okay, so they went before, as Brooke Lopez just says there to Zora Stevens, they went before the game. No wonder he was in such a great mood. When you go to Disney World, all theme parks, there's got to be like a couple of things, obviously, that you have to do. Now, Brooke Lopez sounds like an absolute pro, so he's probably got like his whole list allotted down. He probably was like the magic coordinator for this whole thing. Guys, I know exactly where we need to be. He's got it all planned out like a clipboard. Walking around with a backpack on like a camp counselor. He's got the pen hanging off with like a little bit of a string attached to the to the cap because you don't want to lose it. He's got a nice long build hat like uh, Smalls in the Sandlot probably <laughs> in, a, in a backpack. And, yes, yes. And, and guys want to see my itinerary? And luckily nobody's mean enough to say like Benny did in the Sandlot. Hey, you got a fireplace? Throw that hat in there, man. But the best part is, so they, they get the whole crew up to Disney World. I wonder how many Bucks fans wanted to do that. Like, this was a night. Packers games have been this for a long time. I think baseball is inherently a traveled for sport because it's outside. Get an opportunity to see the city and involve yourself. It's the summer. A lot of people taking vacations. And there's three days that they play there, so you can yes. kind of pick and choose your spots a little bit better. I wonder if basketball is getting that, at least with the Bucks, I wonder if that's going to become. Because the broadcast tonight on Fox, Fox Sports Wisconsin – during the game and even after, after they've had shots of Bucks fans wandering out of Amway all night, it sounded like there was a decent amount of, of Bucks fans there. I mean, Orlando's a perfect vacation destination, mm-hmm. but I wonder if people are going to start centering trips around Bucks games too. Like this one, perfect opportunity. Saturday night, it's early. It's only five o'clock start time in Orlando. And they could have been to Magic Kingdom for the fireworks before the end of that one. You didn't even have to miss that. Think about Phoenix. There's a game March 8th, while uh, hopefully we're out in Phoenix as well for uh, spring training, Sunday night game. You got an opportunity to hang out for a couple of days, maybe take one day off of work, fly back on Monday afternoon, catch a couple of baseball games while you're out there, enjoy the sunshine, especially with the games down south. I wonder if that's... uh, that's something that's going to creep into the minds. And also, it's got to be a lot more fun to go out of town on trips. I mean, not many people maybe were going to go see the Packers in Chicago in the 80s while they were getting their tails kicked every week. It's a lot more fun to go up to Minnesota for a Packer-Viking game expecting to see the green and gold storm through, seeing your team go in and, and beat the brakes off somebody. I don't know. I mean, 70 wins, there, there's no more reason to be confident going out somewhere. Wonder if that's something that is going to start taking over here. If people are traveling for some Bucks games and that becomes a little bit of a, a vacation center package here. Went inside the locker room there with Brooke Lopez. That's always brought to you each and every night by Granville Business Improvement District. The Granville Connection is opening soon. Go to granvillebusiness.org. That's G-R-A-N-G-R-A-N-V-I-L-L-E business.org. 
to see how your small business can be a part of it. 414-799-1250 if you want to join us here tonight on a Saturday night. Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch, alongside the Mayor Mitch Ross, hanging out with you, talking about a Bucks 112-95 victory, talking about the acquisition of Marvin Williams reportedly coming up here today into the buyout market. We'll hear from Mike Budenholzer coming up along with taking a look inside the rest of the NBA. Full slate of action just getting tipped off. Bucks with the first final in the book. A 112-95 game. Matt Velasquez still to come from the Journal Sentinel. Lots to get to. Pick and safe probes post-game show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North inside the pillow windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios on the fan. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Good to hear from Mike Budenholzer here in just one second. It's the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show here, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Asking you, how do you see Marvin Williams fitting in to the Bucks here for the final 30 games, now 45-7? and seven are the deer in 2019-2020. Jesse says, Marvin Williams is going to be a better version of Michael Beasley for us. Also fits a Paul Millsap type of role for the bench when Bud probably loves that. That was a great fit in Bud's system was Paul Millsap down in Atlanta. Paul Millsap was eating in that offense. Seemingly everybody was. Talking to Kyle Korver at that Milwaukee basketball hour a couple of weeks ago and discussed that Atlanta team that Bud coached too, and his first coach of the year last year, obviously his second with Milwaukee. And the group that won 60 games, all five starters were voted the uh, Eastern Conference Player of the Month. They didn't lose a game in the month of February was that, that they kind of started booking through and then obviously ran into the buzzsaw. That was LeBron James. Paul Millsap was eating a bunch of boards in that defense and that system as well. Deer Tracks Basketball says great fit on offense, spacing the floor, and a great fit on D, being able to switch on multiple guys effectively enough. I'm assuming he cuts into Ursan's minutes so they could go small and use him at a three in some big lineups and some big rotations as well. You, The most obvious one, I think, is going to be Ursan that his minutes are going to get cut into, but we're going to hear from Mike Budenholzer here in just one second. Bud loves what Ursan does on the floor and what he brings to the floor. I'm not going to expect Ursan to lose all of his playing time. He's still going to factor into the rotation. Marvin Williams might take a little bit of run into that as well, but from don't don't be shocked if you still see a lot of Ursan Ilyasova even after this move uh, to acquire a. 15-year NBA vet in Marvin Williams shooting about 36.5-37% from downtown in the last few years. A versatile guy that can shoot and shoot quickly, uh, praised for his ability to have a quick trigger and something that early in the shot clock system that Mike Budenholzer runs a lot of, a lot of quick threes for the Bucks could be a really, really good fit here for the final 30 games in the Milwaukee Bucks, clearly the number one team in the NBA. We'll take a look around the NBA scoreboard here coming up just momentarily. But first, let's hear from Mike Budenholzer, Coach's Corner with Schneider on the fan. Uh, you know, overall, I think the defense for four quarters to hold them to 95 is, um, you know, what we want to do. Had some very good stretches. I think we got up 25, 27, just 
the one stretch in the third quarter is kind of frustrating to finish the third quarter. But, um, you know, other than that, a lot of good stuff tonight. After the game, I asked Brooke, I mean, it's four wins over the Magic this season. And I said, I know you guys have bigger goals, but do you ever just stop and recognize what you all are doing? And he said, yeah, I'm proud of the guys. So, Coach, now I'm asking you, do you ever just tell the guys that you're proud of them with all the dominance that they've had so far this season? Yeah, once in a while, I guess. Coach, total dominance last year, total dominance this year. What's the difference when you compare both teams in terms of getting to the, to the championship? Um, I'm just focused on this year, this team. We've got a great group. Uh, the defense is where we wanted a good place. I think we're getting better offensively. I think we're, uh, you know, been together for, um, you know, a full season and a half now. The continuity's in a good place. So, um, you know, we got lots to work on and improve, but um, I feel great about the group. Obviously, Brooke had the hot hand tonight. How good is it to see him kind of get some go yeah, no, I mean, for him to, you know, I think five for five from the three-point line, it just changes the game. And, you know, everybody knows he's so capable of doing something like that. So, you know, just happy for him. He works so hard and um, wants to be there for his teammates on both ends. And, uh, you know, it's fun when he gets hot, starts making threes. You mentioned that, you mentioned that draft the end of the third quarter, into the fourth. How much do you think Bled was able to kind of shake you guys out of it? I thought Bled was phenomenal tonight. Um, Really felt like, you know, there were times when he was, you know, kind of putting us on his shoulder and carrying us. Um, so I, I think, you know, he, not just then, I thought, you know, first quarter there was a stretch. Again, second, you know, he just overall, I thought, Bled's energy and activity and aggressiveness was really good. You mentioned that there was room for improvement, but each and every one of your starters were in double figures. You out-rebounded the Magic by 16, and you shot 38% from three. So what exactly are you trying to get them ready for when the playoffs come around the corner? Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the end of the third quarter. You know, we had a stretch there. I think we were up 27, and it went to 15 pretty quickly. So to go minus 12 in a two- or three-minute stretch, you can't have those. Um, or you want to try and do everything you can to eliminate them. So tonight, that's the thing that stands out to us. What do you think about the way the Magic were handling you guys inside? It seemed like everything was a lot more difficult than usual. Yeah, you know, I think there was some physicality, um, you know, the athleticism of, uh, of Gordon and, um, you know, Vucevic and then Bamba's length and, um, you know, they just, they really crowd the paint. You're going to have to make some threes, make some shots, move the ball against them. It's, um, you know, they're well coached, they're a good defensive team and it showed when we were in the paint. Um, we just couldn't quite um, convert at the rate we'd like to. Defense, uh, Wesley Matthews is going up against Aaron Gordon for a couple possessions there. What did you think of his performance and how he did with that tough task? Yeah, uh, I mean, he, you know, it was a few possessions on Gordon and he did well, but, you know, for the majority of the night, he's trace, uh, chasing both Ross and Fournier. And, like, again, what Wes does for us defensively, you know, I think the other night I thought he was phenomenal. And tonight, kind of the same thing. It's those guys are two really tough covers, they run a lot of screening actions for them. And, um, Wes's just determination to get through everything is, is impressive. Did that really just happen? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing. Celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. Bucks win 112-95. They sweep the Orlando Magic, as you just heard Mike Budenholzer talking about right there with Zora Stevenson. Yeah, they uh, 
swept the Orlando Magic. Zora kind of says, do you ever think about saying congratulations to the guys and talking to them about all that they've achieved this year? And it was, yeah, I guess. It's classic, bud. I'm telling you, I am loving more and more throughout this run that we've gotten two, less than two years, really, with Mike Budenholzer. I think I've had more fun watching Bud coach this team, especially him on the sidelines, than any coach in Bucks history that I can remember. Like, Terry Porter, Milwaukee connection, that was great. Terry Stotts, okay. Larry Kristoviak, you're like, um, okay. Who? Right? Yeah, that guy was that guy was the coacher. Larry Drew was just like one of the nicest souls of all time. Like there was no that guy was just one of the nicest people you'd ever meet. Scott Skiles was an interesting cat. Skiles was funny because he was always he was always grumpy. Jason Kidd, you know, just the Energy sheer and effort. The, the sheer looks of confusion that he would have while he was coaching that a was game fun. were, yes, were, were that's kind true. of funny. And Bud, you know, I mean, they can be up by thirty, and and he's he's riding the refs. I mean, he's he's angry. I the Bledsoe one tonight, after he allows the easy corner three and takes timeout, he just every single time he calls a timeout, even like you said, when they're up thirty, it's like in, you're old Mad TV fan, Mitch. You remember Coach Hines, uh, the basketball game? Boy, that's that's going back, Billy. I'm surprised. Right <laughs> right away, he, he must walked, have been pretty little watching that. Well, it was also a big high school <laughs> one for I, us. He walks in and just. Tip off comes time out, time out, time. <laughs> what are you doing, you mother grabbers? Get in here. Comes in and just starts lighting people up. Coach, we're up 27 with four and a half minutes to go. I don't care. Well, and, and Bud will get into Giannis too, which is for interesting. sure. It doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't need to happen very much. But when it does, I mean, he's not afraid to to get into a star player. I think he got a lot earned a lot of clout and understandably so and and rightfully so with the benching of Chris Middleton last year. What was that was that in New York? Yeah, that was so weird. I kind of thought about that the other day where it was a personal matter. He didn't play the next game after yeah. getting benched after just having just a horrible inexcusable like the sequence he had and I remember in that game the Bucks lost in New York. They lost 22 games last year. That was one of them where the, the Knicks shot the lights out, and Middleton had just a horrible sequence to end the third quarter. Just had no awareness. Anyway, he gets benched, and then uh, personal reasons, he misses the game. Maybe it actually was. I don't I don't know. whether we, mm-hmm. have, we never did find out about that. But it just feels like he you, – you said he'll go after Giannis. He'll talk to Middleton sta- staunchly. He'll get at, into Brooke Lopez right away. Wesley Matthews, Kyle Korver. doesn't matter who you are. And in, in talking to some of these guys, that that's one thing – there's a respect and an understanding you have with a coach that they care enough about you that that's why they're getting into you. And, and, and that's a delicate balance that only some of the best in coaching are really able to uh, master. Here in the NBA, Mike Budenholzer, already 100 wins in two seasons with the Milwaukee Bucks as head coach, has 45 here in the 2019-2020 campaign 45 and 7.30 more to go. It's Pick and Save Probes postgame show. We're going to hear from Matt Velasquez coming up here in a couple of minutes from right now, live from Orlando here on The Fan. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan.
Welcome back. Appreciate you hanging out. My name's Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz in Milwaukee North. Mitch Ross is here as well. 414 799 1250. If you want to jump aboard and grab a phone line, joining us now from Orlando after the Bucks get a 112 95 win and sweep the Orlando Magic here in 2019 2020, he is Matt Velasquez, beat writer for the Journal Sentinel on your Milwaukee Bucks at Matt underscore Velasquez, where you drop him a follow today and follow along with his coverage of the Milwaukee Bucks. Matt, just another one uh, for this team, another victim for a group that's just not. Not not talented enough to hang with this Bucks group, but Splash Mountain, Brooke Lopez, you had to feel good for him going five for five from deep in in a trying year from downtown for Brooke so far. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I started talking to Brooke in the locker room. I was like, man, are you were you on some like Splash Mountain energy? Where if like if you're that close to Splash <laughs> Mountain, like you like you just start to like you know get going a little bit. And he just kind of laughed it off. He was like, no, no, just just shooting. Uh, regular stuff, uh, you know, he did his, his normal Brook Lopez thing of saying it's about defense and trusting his teammates. Right. Like that. You know, usual, you know, the similar answers that we normally get. Um, but, you know, it was a heck of a night for him. He had that big three uh, when the Magic got within nine. That's the closest they got uh, in the second half. And, you know, he was able to, 11 seconds later, hit a three and put it back to double digits, and it stayed there. So, uh, big night from him. Uh, big night from all the starters. Everybody scored in double right. figures uh, among the Bucks starters. Uh, Chris Milton with a season high, 13 rebounds. Giannis won the assist shy of a triple double and uh, on a tough shooting night for him. Uh, but overall, I mean, they, like you said, this team was just too good. And Matt, also too, one guy that's really taken over and, and taken his game to the next level in the last couple of weeks felt like has been Wesley Matthews after Thursday night's game gets praised for the defensive effort he did switching on multiple positions and then right away tonight starts it with just being red hot from deep yeah I mean three of three in that first quarter he cooled off the rest of the game but you know the kind of the foundation had been set uh the Bucks never trailed 13th wire to wire win of the season um you know and West being hot in the first quarter had a lot to do with that Talking with Matt Velasquez down in Orlando here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show amid. Don't worry that that is not the Bucks game that is going on behind Matt Velasquez. A little bit of a a basketball camp going on in the Amway Center after Bucks and Magic in Orlando. Another wire to wire win as you heard Matt say right there. And Chris Middleton gets himself now his sixth consecutive twenty point game. Has uh the have the Middleton haters? It, it drops just about every other night here for me wherever somebody will say where are all those guys bashing chris middleton now have they calmed down in your mentions at matt underscore velasquez uh yeah they're they're a lot quieter this year uh, a lot fewer uh sarcastic max money middleton in my uh in my mentions um he's been great he's a deserving all-star um just there's not too you know, too much else to say. I mean, he's just been fantastic, shooting the heck out of the ball, uh, doing it inside and out, bringing it consistently. Uh, good teams, bad teams, doesn't matter. He's he's out there helping the Bucks out, doing big things. Um, just really impressive, and you know, like I said, a very deserving All Star. We'll see him in Chicago next week. Now, Matt, the Bucks make a move today, or at least reportedly will make the move today, uh, with Dragon Bender out the corresponding roster move to bring in the bought-out Marvin Williams. On the surface, how do you see Marvin Williams fitting into the rotation here? Seems theoretically the, the guy that will be the sacrificial minutes lamb would be Ersan Ilyasova. Yeah, I would think so. Um, I, I think that you know the Bucks needed, and they have a whole bunch of wings, um, so maybe it could be one of their, their wing guys who doesn't, doesn't play as much. Um, you know, maybe it could be Pat Connaughton or 
um, or Sterling Brown or whoever you want to choose. Maybe maybe a little, even a little bit of Kyle Korver sometimes, depending on how big they want to go with their lineups. Um, but you know they had you know backups for point guard, backup shooting guard, but they didn't really have a backup for you know Chris Middleton, at least someone with that that kind of size. And I don't know if, if you can really count on Marvin Williams to be a, a small forward, quote unquote, or play the three uh, right now. But I think that if you put him against fours, you can put him against fives. We, we've seen him play the five against the Bucks plenty uh, when the when the Hornets went small. And so you know he's big enough, strong enough uh, to play four, to play small ball five. You know Steve Clifford before the game, who coached Marvin Williams for four years in Charlotte, you know called called Marvin Williams one of the best team defenders he's ever been around and he's ever coached. So. You know, I, I think that, you know, if, if that's what, you know, obviously Bud prizes the most is defense, and, and if that's what Steve Clifford's going to say about him, uh, then I think Bud will definitely find time for Marvin Williams. And, you know, not to mention he's a, you know, an above-average three-point shooter too. So, mm-hmm. you know, just it just gives the Bucks another weapon, another another guy to add to their bench, more depth. And, and that's what it's really all about. You know, you want to have as many, you know, different variations of lineups, and players and, and sizes and styles you can throw out there in the playoffs. And uh, I think, you know, bringing in a veteran, uh, good locker room guy who can do a lot of different things, uh, I think that's, that's huge. Matt, as always, thanks for the time, man. Get back home, but get yourself a little bit more of that sunshine before you uh, head on back here. And we'll talk on Monday night after Kings and Bucks from Pfizer Forum, all right? All right. I, I wish I got some sunshine. Uh, I don't think I got any, and I think it's already dark outside, but I'll survive. Oh, man. All right. Well, don't worry. We'll we'll get, we'll get find you a tanning bed once you get back here, because don't worry, there's none going on here in the city of Milwaukee. We'll see you later. We'll read tomorrow's Sunday column at the Journal Sentinel from Matt Velasquez. Appreciate it, man. That's Matt underscore Velasquez, how you follow Matt on Twitter. At 105.7 FM, the fan is how you get the station on Twitter. At Bill Schmidt Radio is how you follow me on Twitter. And I would appreciate that. You know, just drop me a follow there quickly. And uh, maybe we'll get that blue check mark going uh, for the guy hosting the Wendy's Big Show and the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Somebody that's had a blue check mark for a long, long time. At least, guys, because it's just platinum work that they've been doing for quite some time over at Pella Windows and Doors. Gina Della from Pella. She would have my blue check mark if I was able to uh, help out at all in that sense too guys Pella windows and doors simplifying your life want to make window replacement a part of your 2020 vision and it's the best opportunity you've had with Pella windows and doors the January deal went so well Gina Della the giver that she is decided we're going to extend that offer and give you one more month the entire month of February, their financing offers have been extended through. It's your choice. 10-year, 2.99% APR or 18-month, zero APR financing with approved credit when you install and replace today with Pella Windows and Doors. The deal went so well that they're in such a demand, they are now hiring experienced installers in Brookfield, Green Bay, but especially in Madison. So if you're listening out in the 608 and you have an opportunity and you've been able to do this before, you've got some experience doing some manual labor, installing windows, you're going to get in with a team that's number one nationally, a recognized brand, been in business for over 100 years, Pella Windows and Doors offering premium pay, some of the highest in the industry, and also they're going to train you hands-on and work with project managers managers daily to ensure completion, not just throw you out in the field and say, all right, Rick, go have fun, and then leave you and say pick you up at 3 and 3.30, and you're sitting there looking, hold on here, I'm supposed to go 
this window and then that one, right? No, they're going to do it with you and work together to make sure the install installation and replacement goes smoothly. Apply today immediately. PellaWI.com slash career opportunities. Once again, that's PellaWI.com slash career opportunities. Don't get waitlisted by slow-moving, cheapo, chuck-in-a-truck companies. Make window replacement a part of your 2020 vision today with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Do what I've done. Do what a lot of us here at The Fan have done, and so many across the country have done, and that is make the move to the best windows around. That's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Guys, you can schedule your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. And tell them Bill Schmidt sent you. Or you can just walk on in, say, I want to talk to somebody at this brand new Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Experience Center at 19030 West Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. It's just gorgeous. It's incredible. It's unlike anything you've ever seen in your life. And you can touch, see, and feel all the opportunities and, and different types of designs of Pella Windows that you can have in your home in as little as just one day with Pella Windows and Doors. 414-799-1250. Go out to Muskego. Talk to Dave. Dave, what's on your mind on a Saturday night? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I just want to say I love the show. Um, I drive out for Amazon, so listening to the show while working is fantastic. Appreciate it, man. Um, I love the pickup with uh, with Marvin. Um, I think he's going to help the team a lot. Um, I like how the Bucks didn't give away anybody anything stupid. And as Giannis just stated, he was happy that the team stuck with it. Um, so that's good. And the last thing, um, can you not use the word clout? Sure. Anymore, Billy? Sure. You, 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 you don't like, you don't love that one from me, Dave. No, I just, I just play a lot of 2k and uh, a lot of, a lot of these young little boys use that word a lot. And it's uh, <laughs> quite annoying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Dave, 2k wise, 36 and 20. I said it after the Thursday night game. I've I've had a few different really really big nights in 2K. I still don't know if I put up a stat line like that in a my player. And Dave's gone on the fan. 414-799-1250. <laughs> he must have just been stunned. He's like, "Man, 36 and 20? Go with six assists. I do that in 4 minutes on my player. Come on, Billy. What are you talking about?" Mitch, you've grabbed the sticks a few times. Oh, absolutely. That, that's, now you're speaking my language. I mean, that's an impressive stat line even for, uh, like, tacking it up to, like, eight minutes. Because they, yeah. they give you the standard five. But until you get into your first, you know, three or four seasons, you're not getting enough run to, to get yourself a good deal. As a guy who plays stretch four in real life and in video games, um, I would say 36 and 20 is pretty impressive. I have not hit those numbers myself. Now, I don't do a whole lot of my players, so... You know the sample More size. More of an online guy. Yeah, yeah. Head, okay. head online, and uh, I do a little franchise with the Bucks as well. A little uh, my league. One thing that I've always liked about 2K online is, unlike Madden, where the glitches come through and it can just be so much different randomness that you go through. 2K seems to play uh, pretty standard and pretty to to the book. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show on one zero five seven FM. The Fan. Come on back, and we'll take a look around the scoreboard next with one zero five seven FM. The Fan. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan.
112 the victory today for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now 30 to play, 45-7. and seven. Sweep the Orlando Magic for the four-game series. Sorry, John Hammond. It's just how it goes. Jonathan Isaac injuries really hurt this uh, Orlando Magic team. Markel Fultz, former number one overall pick of the Philadelphia 76ers. Six of 18 from the floor. He had 15. But uh, Vukovic, the main scorer, 21, led all scorers for the Orlando Magic tonight. Terrence Ross off the bench in 31 minutes. 7 of 14, 20 points. That would be a guy that reached the buyout market. Could be a nice uh, wing that could fit into a situation like the Milwaukee Bucks find themselves in right now with Marvin Williams joining the fold and now joining the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on a Saturday night. Sparky, what's happening, man? Uh, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, so I, I just got to know, like, doing these postgame shows after blowout, after blowout, after blowout. I mean, they got it close kind of in the fourth. What, right. points or whatever. And yeah, that 16-2 to two run at the end of the third had me, you know, chomping at the bit. I didn't know if I was going to cover that nine-point spread. Yeah, yeah. But it's about the only thing you had to be concerned about at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so just from your perspective now, Marvin Williams to the Bucks, I say the East race is over. Does it make that big of a deal to you? Um, I think it. I think it adds something to the the backup role that you see with Middleton. I think they add somebody that can defend a couple of different positions right there. I I didn't think there was much of a contest with the moves that were made at the deadline from the rest of the East. I thought Miami got markably better, but I didn't think better enough. What about you? Yeah, I, I just think this is this is Milwaukee's thing here, I, and I agree with you. I think Miami is probably the next one in Toronto. Those two, I just don't think they have enough firepower to deal with this team, and now. You know, Marvin Williams, who can come in instead of Ursa when you're playing more athletic type fours, mm-hmm. uh, defend those, still knock down the occasional three uh, in place of Ursa. I, I absolutely love it. And the, the funniest part about it is that there's the guy that, you know, everybody debated Marvin Williams or Andrew Bogan when the draft came. I was leaning more towards Marvin Williams. And then if uh, memory serves correct, when he came to work out for the Bucks prior to that, that draft, he couldn't finish his workout. He was spent. And pretty much gave up. Yep, couldn't finish it, um, and, and that obviously was one of the deciding factors of why they didn't take Marvin Williams at that point. And now here he is, all these years later, with a chance to win a championship ring. And meanwhile, Andrew Bogut is pretty much done. So it's just weird how the whole thing works out. And then you bring up Terrence Ross. That's another guy that I wanted in, mm-hmm. in the draft years ago. Um, I don't know if he'll end up in Milwaukee. Probably not. But, but that would be another guy that should have been here and, and never was well and and how these have all come full circle spark i think one of the cool things and the the interesting parts of the vets that they've brought in that they've skewed very old and you and i joked about it a few different times like man this team went from a 5k program to a middle of senior year of high school group with a bunch of the vets that they brought in but here's another one 15 years in the league very very well respected for his team philosophy team defense all that in the locker room great guy great competitor but still no rings. And I, and I think that's can be a common goal to fight for your first, but it is interesting to me that none of these guys that they've brought in that are the veteran experience, the veteran savvy that they wanted to add, none of them have championship rings to go along with their resume. This is what it's supposed to look like. This is what Green Bay should be doing. This is exactly what it's supposed to look like. You're supposed to have ring chasers. This whole thing last night about Kemba Walker being – you know, disheartened because he worked. Oh, he was salty. Right. Well, guess what? Regardless of what all these talking heads on TV say, 
that tells me that players in this league still think Milwaukee's a team coming out of the East. Mm-hmm. Marvin Williams, if he thought, ah, Milwaukee's not real. They're going to fall apart. I'm going to go play Boston. They got a better chance. He would have went to Boston. Right. Clearly, he thinks his best chance to win a ring is to go play with a back-to-back MVP, because that's what Giannis is going to be, uh, in Milwaukee, regardless if there's snow and everything else going on here. Uh, and that, to me, that just spoke volumes. Because the Bucks weren't the only team that wanted Marvin Williams. I guarantee you they all wanted Marvin Williams. A lot Williams. were lining up for his services. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Sparky, you, you asked how I how I go with these post games with, with blowout loss or blowout win after blowout win after blowout win. This one actually falls right in line with you. So like tonight, there was a, a good amount of Bucks fans at the at the Amway Center tonight in Orlando. And I yeah. said understandably so. This would be the perfect Bucks centered road trip. That you would take with a family. You get to go earlier night, Saturday night in Orlando. Get to take the whole couple of days. Brooke Lopez and a bunch of the boys went over to Disney today. You probably still could have caught some of the fireworks at Magic Kingdom after this. But when do Bucks games, that was the question that I kind of wanted outside of the Marvin Williams conversation. When do Bucks games become the road trip center that Packers and Brewers trips have been? That's really good. Because now that they're good, now you can go to a, a new place and you can rock your 34 jersey and everyone's giving you compliments before people would laugh you out of their own building. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of different things that work against the Bucks. One, you know, when you travel to see the Brewers in St. Louis or wherever you're going, it's three games. Right. Four games. And you can see a couple of games while you're in that city. It makes it more worth your going mm-hmm. all the And way that's there. what Mitch Ross brought up, yep. Packers, you only have eight road games. So that's all that is, and that's kind of like a religion in the state of Wisconsin. Um, Fox, yeah. I mean, the Orlando thing is perfect, like you said. You know, you can still do Disney World. You can still do everything else. When I was a kid growing up, um, we went into Orlando and saw Shaq and Penny play. Um, perfect. Magic game when we were on a Disney World trip. So had done that in the, in the past. You know, my thought was just how long does it take before – these arenas start looking like they do when LeBron rolls in a town with the Lakers. Sure. You know, Bucks jerseys just everywhere, and Bucks fans take over the arena. Will we ever get to that point with Giannis when he rolls into town? Because, you know, in Milwaukee, we've experienced it with Michael Jordan. We've experienced it with Shaq, with LeBron, with Kobe. We've experienced it across with the Celtics, with Pierce and Garnett. Mm-hmm. Big time. So I just wonder how long it takes before you see that type of impact uh, of Giannis across the league where people are paying their hard-earned money to go watch Giannis. And, and two, you, you know this as, as well as anybody, the family man you are, uh, it starts once the kids all say, Mom, Dad, I want to go see Giannis play. I don't care if I'm going to go see the Timberwolves play. I want to go see Giannis play. I don't care about the Suns. I want to see Giannis. Those are the times when well, you really start seeing those jerseys pop up. And the other thing, too, is I mean, you are talking about in the last segment about video games, right? So... I got the 13-year-old. He's all about NBA 2K and lives on that stupid game. You know, and, So and much fun. The, the ultimate team or whatever, and you get, like, these card packs that you can open up or mm-hmm. whatever. And his backcourt is, like, Stockton and Dumars and uh, all that stuff, he's telling me. And he's like, yeah, I got Giannis. He goes, and he can't shoot. I'm like, oh, you got young Giannis. <laughs> he's like, it's horrible. He's like, I can do a, a perfect release, and he just he misses it. Still bricks everything. He can literally jump over people, though. I mean, for sure. No doubt. But I mean, that also will work into it, right? These video games, 
and how good these players are on these video games will also work into, you know, not only just people in Milwaukee and Wisconsin becoming honest fans, but kids around the country that are yes. wanting to have that guy on their team to play with that guy on their team. Well, and this is a totally different conversation. I think one that we should have uh, from two to six at one point. It was brought up to me earlier this weekend by a friend of mine talking about the the case for Leroy into the Hall of Fame. You just brought up Stockton and whoever's in the backcourt on, on these ultimate teams. Yep. Uh, once Leroy gets a card in Madden, that would also help as they bring legends I, back in that all the time. I, I don't know how that works. Huh? I, I don't and, and Leroy would have to talk about it if he's willing to talk about it. I don't know how that works. Like I don't know if they call we make a couple of calls. They, I don't know if they call guys and be like, Hey look, that's what we're willing to pay you and then some guys say, Nah, I'm good. I, no, you're not using my likeness rolling down. Because like, that's why Michael this. Jordan hadn't been in games for a long, right. long time. Correct. Because he wanted to get paid more than everybody else. So I mean, that, that's kind of part of the deal. So I don't know if they've ever called Leroy, and Leroy's just said no, or maybe they've never called Leroy. But you would think, man, the inventor of the Lambo Leap on that right? whole deal would be in the stupid video game. Especially when they brought in all the celebrations. You can customize yeah. your own celebrations. It would just be perfect. Sparky, yeah, thanks, man. This was fun, dude. We'll talk We'll talk on uh, on Monday. No, I can't go yet. Um, <laughs> I, I can't go yet. Now i, I got to talk about something not Bucks related at all. Get after it. Let's go. XFL. All right, now we're talking. Uh, big I fan of the broadcasts. Picked the team this morning. Me and Kay, the household, picked Seattle to root for. Oh, man. Because Whoops. we have Tony Softley on the show all the time. I like Tony Softley. He's yep. the personnel director. Jim Zorn played with Gary Ellerson back in the day in Green Bay with the Packers. So I was like, we'll roll with, we'll roll with Seattle. And, man, we were into it. Man, It was even on the radio on satellite radio. I was listening to it. So I was even – I'm telling you. I love it. Like, I love the ex- no extra points and how they do it, giving you the options. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with the kickoff. It doesn't bother me all that much. So one concern I have and question I have for you, the former player, Billy, is if you're going to allow access with cameras and Mike up these coaches literally calling plays and all this other stuff, how does that work week to week? Because aren't these other teams going to watch the TV and get all this stuff and then have the all-22 film and everything else? Sure. You you would think. And and also, too, the interviews on the sideline, tremendous. You got former Packer uh, Dylan Day earlier today dropping the league's first F-bomb on, on the call. I was, on, I was listening on the radio, and they missed it. Did they get it on TV? Oh, clear as day. And, and the four-second oh. delay came like two seconds after, after. Uh, the bomb dropped. But you're, you're right. I wonder how that communication will go because there will be different teams that are trying to find out, pick up signals. But uh, as long as no one is doing, uh, what is that, dark magic? Or, or dark arts, dark arts, or code breaker. I think yeah. we'll all be okay uh, as long as it's not simultaneous with the play. And in this league, I love the fact that you can talk to your quarterback or your defensive players the entire of the time, all the way up to the ball at snap. I'm a and big fan of the kickoff. I'm a right. big, big fan of the kickoff. I think it's one way to keep that play exciting because it is, and it allows dynamic playmakers to do what you love watching in the game. Really, really good athletes making moves and making plays happen. It keeps that intact, but also limits the 55 yards that I'm running down full speed and I get my head blown off by somebody that I don't even see. For sure. And I, what I think, I wonder if there's a rule, and I don't know if there's a rule, how many guys you can have on that second line to receive the kick. And that rule where if you don't get it to the 20-yard line, you get it at the opponent 45, that was insane. That's a different That's a different animal, too, no doubt. I watched as, as much of it as I could, and uh, my Dallas Renegades with my boy Landry Jones, 
fire up tomorrow in the early slate for the XFL. Yeah, you got Hal Mubbage, your offensive coordinator. That's going to be like watching Texas Tech football. Ball is going to be just getting thrown everywhere. Slinging that rock around. You yeah. know me, one of the only offensive linemen that would rather pass than run. You are weird. That's okay. We still love you. All right, baby. Talk to you later, buddy. Take it easy, man. That's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer hanging out with us on a Saturday night. Pick and save Pro Hoops postgame show here on The Fan. Stevie, join me on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Is your passion now growing your home? Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space that it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Bucks with a 112-95 victory. They've now won 13 of their last 14 games. Sweep the season series against Orlando and do so with 23 points coming from Splash Mountain. He was all over the place. Matt Velasquez joked with us. Maybe it was just a little drip off from the fact that he got to go to Disney yesterday. That's the reason why Brooke Lopez, for the second time in a week, is the MVB. Brought to you by Chevrolet. Check out the all-new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or online at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. The McCormick Law Office injury report, the back injury attorneys. George Hill still missing in action for the Milwaukee Bucks. Will we see him when we see the Milwaukee Bucks next back at Pfizer Forum on Monday night? Keep it right here to 105.7 FM, The Fan, and you will know the latest as to those dealings and the injury updates from George Hill. Whenever we hear it from Mike Budenholzer, you will hear it as well right here on The Fan. For Mitch Ross, on the other side of the glass, I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Thanks to Steve Sparky Pfeiffer for joining us, Matt Velasquez for joining us, heard from Coach Bud, and from all of you for joining us and participating in the program tonight. It's a 112-95 win for the Milwaukee Bucks. They're back at home on Monday after a game against the Sacramento Kings. We'll talk about it with a Hall of Famer. Cindy Moncrief joins us on Monday's show as well. This has been the Pick and Save Pro postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz Milwaukee North, inside the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. We'll talk to you. We're live at 5 Monday morning. All the Bucks chatter you can have right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.